Hey everybody and welcome to the Cold Popture podcast. We just wanted to put a little uh, note up the top here. This is AJ and Richard's here as well, by the way. Yo, what up? What it's up? your boy. Um, and we just wanted to let you guys know before this episode starts that we have joined a network. We've discussed this uh, buried somewhere in the the 12 hour marvel episode so we thought it'd be better to put this up here if you haven't heard already the cold popture podcast has been acquired i guess is the right word signed yeah, like to- marvel studios to D- disney studios, studios. <laughs> um, we've been signed to the little empire podcast network um this is a podcast network that boasts such amazing shows as the worst idea of all time and boners of the heart and the male gaze and the freaking dangerous bro show um there's a few more that have just joined or will be joining around the same time as us um and this is really exciting news for us richard I don't know Yay! if you knew that. I'm excited. <laughs> I hope you're excited. I am audience. very excited. Um, so what does it mean to join a network? Uh, it's it's hard to articulate is what I've found when people have asked me. <laughs> yeah. What, what, uh, so one of the things that it means is that we, we have association with some more prestige podcasts. Um, like if you, if you guys haven't heard of The Worst Idea or Bones of the Heart, like those podcasts are great. Worst idea specifically is like probably New Zealand's biggest podcast. I would I would think at least it's it's biggest comedy podcast. I don't know how well the news podcasts go. Um, yeah, or like so, uh, yeah. true crime ones or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got yeah we're we're being vouched for by by big big podcasts now basically, um, and it will mean that there may be advertisements in our episodes. Not one hundred percent of the time. The way it works is um, not that it it, it it like puts them the the platform which is Acast, which I'll get to in a second, will be putting ads at certain points in certain episodes, but not one hundred percent of the time. Um, but you know, a small price to pay for for your cult popsha boys being a little bit more legit. Um, and the the other big thing is that we will be moving off SoundCloud uh, onto Acast. Um, we're still going to be uploading Film Franchise Fortnite's episodes to YouTube, but the off weeks will be exclusively on Acast instead of SoundCloud now. Uh, according to our stats, most of you don't listen through the SoundCloud website itself. So if you listen through your app or your RSS feeds, you won't even really notice the difference. Uh, but that's just, I guess, if you are listening to this on SoundCloud, um, we're over on Acast now, uh, where you can find us there. Um, this will also mean there might be ads eventually for other podcasts on the network. It might mean, mean collaborations and things like that with some very funny and very cool New Zealanders uh, who also do podcasts. And um, we have a Facebook group, which I would love for you guys to join if you're listening to this. It's called Little Empire Podcast Pals. Uh, you can find that. it'll be There will be a link in the description of this episode as well as just search Little Empire Podcast Pals up on Facebook. Join the group. That'll be a place to just discuss podcast episodes and if you've got any funny memes related yeah, to yeah just a, a community to, to yeah. share with um it's it's pretty small potatoes at the moment so we want pe- more people to join it so that it can be big potatoes a, yeah big but large potatoes yeah very very large potatoes um do you what do you think richard do you have anything to say about us joining the network uh i'm i'm for it you 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 officially come out as supporting yeah of this i'm thing pro happening. uh this the the acquisition okay cool cool well look we'll get to the episode in just a second but i just want to give a big thank you to all those of you who have stuck with us for this long um it's been nearly three years we've been doing this show and uh our youtube channel is getting bigger every day at the moment and we're getting more and more people communicating with us and telling us they're listening and that's really great and we really love you guys and this is a big step forward for us this is the the if there are levels of becoming a podcaster it's like surviving past the first 10 episodes without giving up then it's <laughs> becoming which we nearly did yeah <laughs> and then it's becoming big enough that you're getting semi-regular engagement with fans and then you know what i think the next step is joining a network so this is this and is what's big the next news step? for us, um, being a being even bigger on that network. So let's get to that stage next. Yeah, starting your own network because you're too big. <laughs> Don't say that. 
Okay, I take right. that back. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We love you, and please enjoy this episode. This episode of the Cold Popshire podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch or get two extra exclusive podcasts a month, then please consider becoming a patron and joining us at www.patreon.com forward slash Popshire. Welcome to the Cult Popshire podcast. My name is Rowan and I am here with AJ and Richard. Hey, Rowan. Hey, Rowan. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, so let's talk <laughs> about Star Wars. Yes. Um, oh. the, a little bit of background. Rowan was like, oh, let's do another Star Wars podcast. And we were like, Rowan, we can't. We're in the throes of the MCU. We're too busy watching Marvel. And I was like, uh, he was like, look, I'll put a whole episode together. I was like, I love your enthusiasm, Rowan. I really do. But we're doing Marvel. And then he was like, by the time we're able to release it, all this information will be outdated. And I was like, Rowan, something new will happen the day we record the episode. And how did that turn out? Well, uh, sadly, Peter Mayhew has died. So you feel mean now, don't you, AJ? Yeah. Sadly, due to AJ's, you know, callous kind of prediction. Yeah. Here we are. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Peter Mayhew has passed away. Peter Mayhew, for those of you who don't know, uh, played Chewbacca in five Star Wars films and one TV special. He was the <laughs> eyes and physicality behind one of Star Wars' most endearing characters, and he passed away today at the age of 74. Mm. Um, He's so- one of those, those like, convention MVPs. Yeah. Uh, p- people who play characters like Chewbacca with, where you – you don't recognize them from their face are always the more special ones to get on interviews mm. and, and conventions and stuff like that. And so, he, just, he just seemed like a lovely, lovely yeah. man who made his entire life uh, out of um, having played Chewbacca. Yeah. So this one's for you, Peter Mayhew. Yeah. Yeah. We're very sad to... Yeah, that's, that's terrible. Um, anyway... How, how old was show? he? He was 74. 74. 74. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I don't think he was in great health for the last few years. Right. Um, and it, yeah. Anyway, it's been 11 months and 24 days since the last big screen installment of the Star Wars saga, which was Solo, A Star Wars Story. Really? And it's been one year and four months since The Last Jedi. Uh, and at the time of recording, it is seven months and 15 days until episode nine which may or may not have a title at the time of recording it does um <laughs> it absolutely I'm teasing. doesn't i'm hyping well because we're going to go through the news you know oh, what okay. is the news All right right, um, right yeah the backlogged news that's the concept of this episode it's yeah the- so uh first up episode nine it has a title it has a trailer and aj and i stayed up till 4 a.m local time to watch the star wars celebration well we panel. stayed until 5 a.m to get the but, trailer yeah, well yeah I, you stayed up and i woke up at four which is like ugh. yeah um, and like and- i i woke up at what like six or something like that and just was quite happy watching it when i did yeah, you didn't really miss much, did you? Yeah, I, I mean, I had to get up at that time for work anyway, so... Yeah, waking up at six isn't the, isn't that much of a better deal than what we got, Richard. I don't know so <laughs> if, if either or any of us won in this scenario. Well, I mean, I, I was saying I had to get up for work, so I didn't, I didn't adjust my schedule, and I still quite happily, you know, was able to watch the trailer. Mm. So I can run down real quickly what was covered at the celebration panel because it I wasn't too. much <laughs> um kathleen kennedy started by quoting george lucas and saying that this is the third act of a three-act storyline and mm-hmm. that it needs to feel of its time which i thought was interesting jj doubled down on that saying it was the end of three trilogies uh then they brought on anthony daniels as the first member of the cast which you know at first glance is kind of weird um and he why, talked why about, is it weird at first glance oh because he's not like the you know they in the two previous panels, they've brought on the main cast first, right? Like the new, the the fresh new characters, um, yeah. And so far, Anthony Daniels has had b- bugger all screen time in these new films, yeah. Um, and so he talked about having been the only actor and character in all nine films, um, and he sizzled his new book. Um, and <laughs> Anthony Daniels, uh, his his little speech was one of those things where, like, I bet you Stephen Colbert, who was hosting. I bet you he was watching Anthony Daniels talk, ready to rip the microphone away from him because he's he's like 
at all times, he's one sentence away from saying something real awkward. Yeah. <laughs> he, he certainly loves talking, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, and Anthony Daniels is notoriously quite um, yeah, difficult, isn't he? I, yeah, I've heard stuff like that. Mm. <laughs> Calling um, you out, Daniels. Yeah. Come on um, the podcast to clear your name. <laughs> uh, and then they brought on Billy D. Williams, who to me was the highlight of the panel, because uh, I thought he was really funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, I'm sick and tired of being accused of portraying Han Solo. And, <laughs> uh, and then he had a hilarious line, which was like, um, by the way, did anybody die? <laughs> so, um, but then, you know, and he's, he's charming. He's got this kind of like old this old man sort of swagger um, and they showed a picture of him from the film and the crowd went wild. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they brought out all of the, you know, the new fresh cast, Daisy, John, Oscar, Kelly, Jonas, and a new cast member, Naomi Ackie. And then they really didn't say much about the film. I thought, um, here's what what they did say. Naomi Ackie, uh, recounted what it was like to be cast in a Star Wars movie. John Boyega teased that things could still be on between Finn and Poe. Daisy confirmed there wouldn't be any shirtless Kylo Ren in this film. And they all confirmed that the movie was taking place sometime after episode eight. So a bit of a time <sighs> jump. Mm, so it doesn't take Aki- place at the same time. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Uh, Naomi Aki is playing a character called Jana. Uh, and really the only concrete thing we heard is that the original group are going on an epic, epic adventure together. It's garbage, isn't it? It's just, it's absolute tosh. Yeah. Like it was, it was like the closest they got to announcing something was that Jana is um, Lando's daughter. They were yeah, like, but we've I- heard this. And yeah. she was like, yeah, peep- that's the thing that's been said. <laughs> and, and I think by addressing that, those kind of rumors directly, it completely null and voids those theories you reckon because i think if she's not his daughter it's kind of racist to create a theory that no but they were just (laughs) recounting these silly theories that have been i'm saying whoever made the theory yeah it's It's like another black character cast in star wars they must all be related (laughs) well i was in that moment i was reminded of the last jedi panel where they did a whole bit about ray's parentage and they like ran off a bunch of characters and the audience went wild like when they said kenobi's daughter they all like the crowd went wild so and i think when they did that i mean they knew full well that in their film she's nobody and they were just like playing on this silly rumor this all this fan speculation and i think by addressing it head on it's a pretty clear sign that it's absolutely baseless you you reckon it's it's a a theory's death warrant is it being yeah it's being brought out at the very first uh you know kind of public talking about the film i don't give a shit if she's lando's daughter or not what a racist (laughs) it just makes the whole universe smaller if you're connecting sure all of these but and, and, and it's also just such an inconsequential thing to happen it's like okay yeah what does that change they we don't we know absolutely nothing about her character yeah. so why would anyone jump to the conclusion yeah. that she's related to anyone i mean well i can tell you why anyone would yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> anytime they cast a new actor in a star wars movie the odds are they're going to be playing a completely brand new and yeah, yeah. rather minor character yeah um yeah so i've watched all of the panels for all of the new star wars movies at all of the celebrations and mm-hmm. by my reckoning this is the one where they gave the least information about the films today great i'm glad um, it's the only one i stayed up for <laughs> <laughs> uh well i i sort of thought maybe we were beyond this insane mystery teasing type mm. of um marketing but um no not with jj abrams yeah i guess mm. not and i uh, like you know, w- before this panel, we didn't have even a title for the film. Yeah. Um, and I had sort of theorized that that was going to mean that this panel was going to be extremely light on details because then they would drop a trailer at the end and people would be like, oh my God, we finally know the trailer. It's like, cool, but we didn't actually, you know, that's all we know. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. Yeah. Um, and then anyway, so they finished the panel with a teaser trailer. Um I'll just do you want me to just recap really quickly what yeah, the frame by frame go, go through the trailer for us. <laughs> no, I can give you a hundred things you missed in the last in the <laughs> Rise of Skywalker trailer. Um, no, I, I rewatched it about an hour ago and can't remember any of it. Okay, enough good. to re- detail now. So please, okay, well, I'll go give you the, the broad strokes real quickly. The trailer opens with Ray doing some dope flips, and it's narrated by presumably the ghost of Luke Skywalker. Then we get a bunch of intriguing shots that tease some action and adventure, someone repairing Kylo's mask, old footage of Carrie Fisher being edited into new scenes, BB-8 and a new droid called Dio, Finn has a new haircut, Lando and Chewie flying the Millennium Falcon, the new cast looking out across a stormy sea at the ruins of the Death Star, as Luke's voiceover says, we'll always be with you, no one's ever really gone, and then 
men to black before the title reveal, we get the Emperor or Sheev Palpatine's cackling laughter. <laughs> and then the rise of Skywalker appears on screen with a dark blue logo treatment. Tell you what, man. As soon as you said Carrie Fisher, I was like, did he say Carrie Fisher? I and I, I, didn't. I didn't. Can I give hear you a clean read of Carrie? Just I, I, I like how you, <laughs> you said like there's shots of our new characters, which teases adventure. And it's like, that's, yeah, that's, that's a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, didn't really show us much, did it? Hmm. No. Um, but okay. What did it, what do you guys think about just the, just the trailer in terms of like, Hey, it's a new movie that you're going to be able to go and see soon. Mm. What do you think? As I watched it live, up until the last few seconds, I was like, uh, yeah, it's it's about, you know, nothing nothing either way here. Like, um, it could be fantastic. It could be real bad. Nothing about this trailer has given me any indication of quality. Uh, then they, there's the, the three-part punch of seeing half, like, a damaged Death Star in the ocean, um, the Emperor's laugh, and one of the most garish titles to ever grace the, uh, the landscape of blockbusters. Uh, and uh, it's, it's amazing going from, like, a solid, uh, you know, reasonable optimism about a film <laughs> To like a gross pessimism within the last four seconds of the yeah, entire yeah. trailer. Um, mm. We can get more into that after you Let's, guys tell yeah. us what you guys, what you both thought of the trailer. Yeah, um, I would say, because I remember before the Force Awakens trailer came out, because that was one that I, I set an alarm because it was coming out like 3am or something like that. And I, I was so excited for it. I, I remember thinking th- there's no other like event, there's no other trailer like this in history where we're not going to know anything about like you know this is yeah, the like first every week. single shot was a, ex- a extremely exciting reveal of mm. brand new stuff yeah because um but whereas like when you get to the last jedi even though and rise of skywalker to, to another extent as well is that like even though we don't know where the story's going we based on the events of the previous film you can kind of tell where it needs to go whereas force awakens was completely brand new so i remember being like every single shot of that trailer i was like oh shit oh shit oh shit and then uh my excitement for star wars kind of peaked between uh force awakens and last jedi so seeing the trailer for last year was again very very exciting and and the kind of darkest sort of stuff it teased was really cool and then um I'm not sure if it's if it's just the trailer that it's maybe not as exciting or anything like that, but or my love for or my excitement for Star Wars is kind of at a plateau at the moment because not only because I wasn't too hot on Last Jedi, but also just the fact that it's like been feels like it's been so long since we've had a Star Wars film now because at least between Force Awakens and Rogue One and um sorry Last Jedi we had Rogue One to sort of keep us um satisfied. Um, but yeah, I'd say the trailer was very much just like, oh, yep, cool. Yeah, that, that's, um, there's our heroes and it's, mm. it's teasing an adventure. And, uh, I don't feel too different about what I expect from the film or, uh, what, how, how I anticipate the film after seeing the trailer, you know? Mm. Mm. I'm probably very much in the same camp as you, AJ, but probably, uh, kind of, uh, I was more excited by the opening half and less disappointed. I mean, I like, but similar kind of peaks and valleys. So yeah. the, that opening with Ray and the Tie Fighter, I was like, great. These are just this. This is it. This is what I want. This is these are the new characters. Yeah. Uh, this seems like the obvious sort of third place for her to be at in this film. Uh, and then all of the shots between then and the ending were just like, oh yeah, it looks like a Star Wars movie to me. You know, you're not yeah. giving us a shred of a premise. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just these characters are returning and they're going to do Star Warsy stuff. Yep, cool. I'll be there opening night. And then you get the Death Star and it's like, Ooh. and then you get the laugh. And it was like, I, I actually screamed what at the TV because I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Uh, and then the title was just like, huh? Like, yes. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so huh? similar, similar experience. I don't scream at, at my computer screen because I yeah, live with sure. a bunch of people who aren't. No, oh, there were two other people in my house that were asleep. It, it was just an uncontrollable thing of like, um, hey, you're doing that? My, I thought it was Snoke's laugh at first. Yeah. It, it wasn't until it came back to the celebration mm. and Ian Mc... Ian McDermott. Yeah, yeah it, he, the, the trailer closed, the lights came up and they were all red and Ian McDermott appeared on the stage and said, roll it again. Who plays Emperor Palpatine. Sort of doubled down on confirmation that this character... And then they pl- started playing the trailer again I closed it and went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't want to watch it again. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so shall I go through sort of my general? Because I've told, I know I've told both of you guys this, but I don't think I'm on the record on pod yeah. saying my AJ. So we're, we're talking about the title now. <laughs> well, the the trailer and okay, the, and trailer. what that implies. Sure. Yeah. So this is AJ's hot take on <laughs> the Rise Give of Skywalker us, trailer. All right. So for, let's go re- revelation by revelation. Seeing a, a broken Death Star. How, like, dumbfoundingly tone-deaf do the Star Wars storytellers have to be to one of the biggest, biggest criticisms of, in you know, new Star Wars, N-E-U-E Star Wars. Yeah, is, the, the cheapest criticism you can throw at that is, film. Is, oh, there's, uh, there's another Death Star? It's another Death Star. We got, you know, and even, even Return of the Jedi, obviously, was the first, second Death Star. Then we got um, Starkiller Base in The Force Awakens. Then we got a Rogue One movie. Actually, and, and they teased it in Return, uh, Revenge of the Sith as well, the Death Star. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not really end. part of the plot, but yeah. Yeah, sure. F- fair enough. Um, but yeah, you get, you get the, I think the double hitter of The Force Awakens and Rogue One both being like heavily Death Star. Uh, uh, you know, I was about to say adjacent, but I got called yeah. out for saying that too much on the podcast <laughs> recently. <laughs> and that's what happens when you call out your content creators for saying the same thing. They they screw up the content because they don't want to <laughs> repeat themselves. My point is, is like, it's got to be one of the main things. One of the first things you write on the whiteboard when planning <laughs> Star Wars 9 is like, maybe don't do a Death Star thing. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, interesting that that's your takeaway from it, because like I dislike it but for a com- like for a completely different reason why do you dislike it well i'll just hit on your thing like it i think in, in that regard it's like a clever way to put a death star in your movie without having the death star be serving the typical plot sure. point of a death star like it's not a world ending super weapon again like it, it's at least out of action yeah um the thing i don't like about it is it's and it's sort of a an example of everything that this trailer and title seems to be doing is it's backward looking it's 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 t- sure you know, and, and I've I'll, got, I'll, we've yeah, got but, more to say about this from, as yeah. we go on um yeah. but yeah that's kind of why i don't like it for um, sure or, you know at this point there's just not enough of a premise or shred of understanding of the movie to really say whether it's good or bad it, that might be one shot with very little implication for the rest of the story but yeah so okay i'll, I'll pick on what, what you just said then yeah so the the laugh I, again, I thought it was Snoke at first, but I mean, it being the Emperor isn't that much better than it being Snoke. I think I would, if I had to pick between the two, I think I'd honestly go with the Emperor just because yeah, Snoke's totally. death was such a statement about the series. Um, whereas Emperor, you could be like, yeah, it's because it, it's the big bad. Um, yeah. And then the title comes up and look. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a titles guy. I like my titles. If you've listened to more than one episode of this podcast, you'll know we have an entire segment where we talk about titles. Um, there's 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 a few things I don't like about it. The most obvious is the rise of Skywalker. Calling anything the rise of, or even the word rise in your title, it's so lazy. It's it's as bad as return or um. I don't know Attack what's another. Of, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or another, the Phantom. Other things, yeah, other things that Star Wars has set the precedent for. But no, like no, ri- yeah, Rise is different to those because we've seen Rise. We've it's seen just, Rise so much it's over like the past ten years. Movie, such and such Redux or such and such Origins. Or yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Or it's blurring. it's it's one of the most cliche sequel words mm. that. And I think what I don't like about it is it actually means nothing. It it's, yeah. it means very little. Yeah. Yeah, there's and- there's so many synonyms that um, get across the same thing, but just aren't that cliched. Like yeah, even yeah. Dawn would be cooler. Dawn of Skywalker. Yeah, Ugh. I mean it's one percent better, but it is. Yeah, better. but it's yeah. <laughs> Mm, any, it's either one like, percent better or one percent worse. I can't decide. No, yeah. no, why? I think I think <laughs> after the Dark Knight Rises and um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, or uh, uh, there's a Transformers one. Is there? Uh, no, I don't believe no? so. Ah, I thought there was a Transformers one. Um, mm, yeah. You know, but anyway, Rise of the Fallen? Is that what's, what's the- oh, yeah, it's yeah, Revenge, Revenge of the Fallen. Of the Fallen oh, okay. isn't it? It's Revenge yeah. of the Fallen, um, Dark of the Moon. Uh, what's the fourth one called? Age of Age Extinction. Age of Extinction and Last Night. Mm, okay. oh, such a great franchise. Well, well anyway, there there are- You can look at plenty of- <laughs> yeah. like I think Ter- Terminator 3 is Rise of the Machines, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 So, the point being is that Rise- Like- First, all Star Wars, I don't like any Star Wars titles. However, this is the most, after so much speculation and so much effort to hide it, mm. 
they shouldn't have revealed it here. They should have said it a while back so it wasn't. And anyway, I also don't like um, Skywalker being a word they use in a title, but that's that's a weird thing. I don't think I can quite yeah, articulate. I mean, when, when the title was revealed, the my gut reaction to, was to Skywalker. It was like, ugh, what is that doing in the title? Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, like Rise does imply some sort of storyline, but really the tra- the title is just so vague. In terms of yeah, painting and, and a picture you, and you of get, what the film might even be. Yeah, and you get J.J. Um, Abrams defending it, being like, it's the correct title. It's like, how the fuck was this the correct title for well, whatever your film is? I mean, is? that's the thing, right? We have to see the film to know. But at the same time, that's not really what a title is. Mm. A title is the thing. It's like the description of the film you know going in. Yeah. And it sells you on the movie. And I think- the sad thing is that that's what this title's trying to do. Yeah, it's pandering. Putting, it's like, pandering. Yeah. And that, that brings me to my second and probably bigger point about the title is Rise of the Skywalker. The Rise combined, of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of, uh, the rise the of rise Luke of Skywalker. Skywalker. <laughs> um, not only with the Death Star and Emperor Palpatine's laugh, what this is all feeling like is, hey, guys, remember the past? Remember yeah. the things you loved. Remember that legacy character who died in The Last Jedi? Yeah, yeah. We're literally naming the film after him as yeah. if putting his vo- his narration in the trailer wasn't mm. enough mm. or even the announcement that he was cast in the movie mm. wasn't enough. The movie is named after him. Yeah. Now, look, regardless, this is, this is the, the crux of my point. Regardless of what you thought of The Last Jedi, Richard? Richard? Mm-hmm. Regardless of what you thought of it, course correction is bad storytelling. Yeah, I, I like. I don't think that necessarily returning to that is bad storytelling. Like if you if you look at uh, or is course correction. I mean, but like because yeah, you look at the machete order kind of thing, and that's um, done so that you get two movies of Luke, two movies of Anakin, and then one that wraps up the whole thing. Uh, I mean, I don't see why this movie shouldn't be wrapping up all nine films, not just all, all the, the three sequel trilogy, you know? So, you know, I, I, I like the idea that this is, has a sense of finality to it and does wrap up the last 40 something years of Star Wars, not just, you know, being forced to kind of, um, follow yeah, on. I from- disagree. Yeah, I'm. I maybe disagree. I think that the the sequel trilogy out of the three trilogies has always felt the most disconnected from the main line totally. to me. Yeah, particularly because it was it was the one they had to create more information for to justify existing. Because the prequel trilogy was based off information that maybe you wanted to know about the original trilogy. Yeah. Whereas this is like, we, they had to add more. They had to bring in the First Order. Yeah, they, they, were, to- they, were tell- they were making a sequel to a film that was a definitive conclusion. Yes. Um, what I guess my, my point is, is that if The Rise of Skywalker is all about bringing back the thing, the icons and the stuff that The Last Jedi kind of like told us to let die that you've we just don't make the last jedi yeah yeah, i I, agree don't make the last jedi (laughs) you can you can make i i probably wouldn't have too many complaints if the star wars sequel trilogy was a bit more fan servicey and a bit more um traditional i like the last jedi a Mm. lot and i think that that i'm glad it went in this direction but if you never gave me that option i don't think i'd realize it wasn't there you know i don't think Mm. i'd be like yeah the sequel trilogy was good but i really wish the middle one like bucked the trend a little bit i don't Uh, think i would realize that well no see like i i think i would if i was like it was when when Disney bought Lucasfilm, I was hoping that we were going to get at least one of these Star Wars films that was at that level of quality of filmmaking, mm. and and we got it with the Last Jedi. And the thing I was most excited about after the Last Jedi was that it wasn't a direct setup for any future films, and it really seemed to uh, like uh, leave the story, the saga open to just tell as many different stories as you wanted. Ultimately, whatever, and it's too early to really say whether it's going to be a good film or a bad film. I'm going to go see it on opening night, and I'll yeah. probably, it, like, if it's a three-star movie, I'll enjoy it for being a three-star movie. But just at this point now, it doesn't look like it's going to be the kind of five-star movie that I was so happy we got with The, with the Last Jedi. Sure, um, and I, but I feel like it it, it could have been because the last Jedi is the one great one of the great things it did was just free up whoever was next to tell whatever story they wanted 
just all they had to do was include those characters. Mm. And um, I think that the, I think that's a real good point. And I think that, uh, my, I guess what I was trying to get at was that the, a good, good storytelling would be, even if you, if you say you hated The Last Jedi, which is totally fair and plenty of people did for very valid reasons, present company included, excluded, not included. Um, <laughs> You just you just that, turned, like turn my microphone off. <laughs> that's totally fine. Um, but a better story would be taking the say you think it's it's an ashes now, taking the ashes of the Star Wars that was burned in the Last Jedi and creating something great out of that. And furthermore, it's way more interesting to take the theme of the Last Jedi and bring that forward and go, okay, so what happens next? And if the theme was all about creating a new and opening up for a new generation and letting the past die, yada, yada, yada. And I know that's not necessarily the theme. I was reading some interesting, and apparently like Ryan Johnson himself has said the theme is more what Yoda talks about, about passing on. What, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think the theme of the film is let the past die. Sure, 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 sure. That's something the bad guy yeah, the, says the villains when he's the good guy. Yeah, but the vil- villains say say messages of films all the time. I don't think that's a- Sure, but the, Ray rejects his- I know. His message but, okay, of the past for sure. And yeah. these are these are all great things. But what I'm what I'm getting at is like the fact we're having this conversation is mm. is great, right? The fact that it, that we're having we're discussing something. I'm loving this conversation. Ab- yeah, about the the peak of movie. The, the you Google the word movie, a picture of Star Wars comes up. The fact that something like that is mm. complex enough that people are debating what it's saying is pretty yeah, incredible. Great. And so um, I and. The Rise of Skywalker could totally do this, and I hope it does. Um, I'm more interested in seeing those ideas be carried across and adapted and bringing something new, what it looks like. And we've seen one trailer <laughs> and a title that's been overanalyzed yeah. by us. What it looks like is they're going backwards and going like, nah, it's just going to be a simple story. Let's bring back all the favorite favorite things. Yeah. And that disappoints me because I want something interesting to happen because that's what the last Jedi did that in never in a million years did I expect it to do. Um, yeah, I think you got like it sounds like from my point of view uh, that the Jedi are evil. No, um, <laughs> that you guys kind of want the movie to be bad or like I haven't kind of gotten oh, a sense oh. from you, from you guys that you. Uh, you know, giving the film the benefit of the doubt in any way. And as someone who wasn't the biggest fan of the last year, not even because of where it left the story or anything like that, I just didn't think that it was a very entertaining movie. Not a great way to spend two hours. But- um, Two and a half hours. Yeah, even worse. <laughs> um, yeah, I- um, I don't know. I think because you talk about how it kind of it tied off a lot of stuff because uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi are kind of two parts of the same story. It's a Last Jedi sort of acts as an epilogue to the Force Awakens, and it does tie it off, but also leaves it out in the open. And it's like, what what else is there really to do? Because you know, should they be setting up another gigantic saga trilogy that then they have to wrap up in the same film, or you know, do we take everything that's in the last eight films that's been uh, left open and try and close them all in one film, which is a mammoth task. And, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to it um, because, you know, I, I want to see the conclusion to everything. Whereas it seems like you guys, from what I'm getting from what you've been saying, is that you kind of don't want that and you you want it to fail because you want it to betray everything you liked about The Last Jedi so that you can then talk about how great The Last Jedi was. Can, can I just yeah, say- <laughs> I just want to say when I- uh, My thoughts around how this film is related to The Last Jedi, it's not that I- I, I kind of disagree with your things, AJ, about the like themes and ideas in The Last Jedi. I think The Last Jedi just does that all as its own package and is a good standalone mm-hmm. film. Uh, the thing I was I I'm um, <laughs> upset about or sort of disappointed by is that this film doesn't look like it's just going to be its own film. Um, and it looks like it's like that so. It's thing- less of it being a rejection of the Last Jedi, and more of it being and like it's a not fulfilling of the opportunity that the Last Jedi gave it. Yeah. Um, okay. And I sort of when we knew nothing about this film, I was just like, it's going to have the characters from the new trilogy in it, and that's that's all that it needs to have. I like all of the sort of the ties to the original trilogy, all of the sort of like the mystery box stuff set up in the 
uh, in The Force Awakens is dealt with. So this film just gets to finally be a new Star Wars saga film that is just a standalone storyline again or not a standalone but like it can just be its own thing and it doesn't have to pay off all of these other things that have been set up yeah Um, i don't i don't want that i don't i don't want to have um these three trilogy or two trilogies that tell one story and then the third trilogy has two films that tell one story and then oh and by the way they also go on this little adventure for one film it's not really you can kind of skip it i think the the perfect we want it to be a marriage of both of those things that's the thing right it's always going to have the characters from those other films and if it's a good version of its story it's gonna it's gonna conclude though the you know the arcs that have been told across those three films so it always needs to feel like uh it always needs to conclude those two films in a broad narrative sense but i just didn't think it needed to be uh paying off this entire saga no um i was just going to be completely happy with it paying off the setup of the hero's journey from force awakens in the last year yeah and and in broad strokes there are you know and i think the film will still do that yeah and i think it's still going to be a major focus of the film and they haven't put any of that stuff in the trailers because that's all the core plot and bones of the character work in this film and we don't get to know that until we see it yeah and and broad strokes it will still be the conclusion of a trilogy in the sense that we'll see good potentially prevail over evil and what will happen to all the characters because Mm. yeah yeah i just was hoping that the story would be the chess pieces are more or less set where you've got your good characters and you've got your bad characters and now let's just see that go to its conclusion yeah as as long as it ends with someone winning you can do whatever you want for the rest of the movie exactly um and but so back to the title I think the one thing that does is scream to the loudest, to the widest possible audience. This is a Star Wars saga film, and it's got it's got ties back to the original trilogy. It's got ties to Luke Skywalker, to you know, to Skywalkers who have been sort of not the major focus of this new trilogy. Mm. Um, I think that I think that's why they've done that kind of title. It's just to like reassure a whole bunch of people. Yeah, that yeah. This is a Star Wars film, and it's deeply connected to the legacy of Star Wars. Which yeah, I can't yeah they they forgot years. that it had like Star Wars colon before the title. They're like, how do we make people know this is a Star Wars film? And then they get the title treatment back, and they're like, oh fuck, I forgot it. It's gonna say Star Wars. God, um, can we change it? Oh, it's already <laughs> gone to celebration. Shit. I um yeah I I I mean I like. Like the idea, this kind of the, what I sort of thought after watching the trailer is that like because of how it's you know, grammatically the title, the rise of Skywalker, and it's like you know is Skywalker going to become the new sort of Jedi? Because one of the things that uh, like you're talking about noun specifically, like yeah. the the word for for Jedi now be Skywalker, yeah, or like you know that'll that'll sort of overtake it as the kind of like religion. Um, yeah yeah the moniker yeah yeah but um because you know one of the things last year i did was talk about the like democratization of the force that it's kind of anyone and so you know maybe you're a skywalker because you can control the force but you're not and that's best case scenario yeah I think. so that's because well, jj abrams said like the title that that's what it has to be called that's the you yeah, know the best so title logical. for it it's like yeah. based mm. on a trailer which gives away nothing about the plot and you know why? Why? What reason do we have to not believe that when there are, when there are plenty of ways that it could work? Because we're doing a podcast about it, I guess, and that's the buy-in, that, right? That was the conclusion I came to right after watching the trailer, and that was sort of like, oh, that's that's how this doesn't sound terrible. That's how they make it work. I just want to go on record and say I I don't think that's the case, and I think unfortunately it's going to be a whole lot more literal than. Uh, than that look richard you you mentioned before that it sounds like we want to hate yeah and look i'm not a perfect human and i'm not gonna say that's not true uh (laughs) because especially when jj was rehired and and sort of the the impact that the last jedi had on me i was i didn't want ryan johnson to come back i wanted a third new voice basically um i think that i i'm when when jj was announced that was my first little inkling of like all right Okay, so already I was not the word bias isn't correct. I was cautious to, you know, seeing that that he was come he was coming back for it and stuff like that. Um, I honestly think that might just be down to the fact that like no one else wanted to come yeah, in and maybe. conclude the series. Yeah, well, they like literally hired him the next day because they needed someone. Yeah. So, I 
before at the start of this year and you can go back and and i hope i said this because i don't remember saying it but i remember feeling it (laughs) on the most anticipated films of 2019 i'm pretty sure i said star wars 9 was my most anticipated probably yeah film well one of them anyway i think i also said shazam was (laughs) um and i was i was real uh lukewarm on avengers endgame like i was like yeah cool you know, oh, before you saw it, before I saw it. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> Rowan. I was like, I'm not. It's not one of my most anticipated films of the year. Infinity War didn't, at least when I first saw it, didn't quite wow me enough to be like, yes, Endgame is one of my most anticipated. I was anticipating it, but not most anticipated for me. It was Just Star be careful, Wars because we're on the very edge of like a rabbit hole here, and I don't want to. Fall <laughs> Star Wars is yeah, and, I, and I'm not. I'm not trying to invite us into that. This is yeah. my personal experience. Not asking mm. you guys for your input whatsoever. Okay. I won't do it. Please don't. <laughs> <give it>. um, <laughs> It, it was a case Love of like I'm anticipating Endgame, cool, because it's the end of, of the story that I've been mm. pa- I've been partially invested in for however long. But like Star Wars Nine, that's the movie that I'm dying to see. And after this trailer, and then seeing Endgame and loving it, I'm like, God, I really couldn't give a shit about Star Wars Nine <laughs> at this point in time. And maybe I will when more stuff comes out. And I ho- I gen- truly, truly, <laughs> Richard, I hope I'm hyped by we the time. We don't know it comes enough out. really to call yeah. it one well, way or the other. I, I think for me, I had the kind of the opposite reaction. Like I, I thought, Col- getting rid of Colin Trevorrow was definitely like a you know good omen for. <laughs> no uh, one's uh, arguing that getting rid of Colin <laughs> Trevorrow we, we was a bad decision. We don't know. <laughs> we'll never get to see the movie he wanted to make. So just <laughs> yeah, but um, but then rehiring J.J. Abrams for me was like fuck yeah, good like. I want the final, uh, you know, entry in the Star Wars saga for now anyway, to be a crowd-pleasing blockbuster that's a lot of fun and everyone clearly had fun making it and we have fun watching it uh, because to me that's what Star Wars should be um, and that's what J.J. Abrams consistently delivers. That's not something I disagree with. For yeah. the record. I mean, so I I, I want to address your thing. Of, it sounds like I want to hate it. Uh, I, I certainly don't want to hate it. I'm just disappointed from what the direction it looks like they're going in, in the, at this point. Um, but I also think there's a really high chance that this first teaser and the trailer are very much designed and marketed to elicit a particular type of reaction from a tip you know, particular part of the audience. And it's not specifically doing it for me because I loved the last Jedi or whatever. Um, but I think when we actually get to find out what the film is about and what it's doing, um, I might have a completely different reaction. For sure. I would I would almost argue I'm reserving judgment. It's yeah, just we're exactly. doing a yeah, podcast totally. about what we think of the small yeah, amount of I, I think, and I'm just letting go on what yeah, that, that the initial trailer I think was probably made as an apology to people who didn't like The Last Jedi who want it to get back on track. And whereas I think the fir- the final film is actually going to probably balance quite well. Um, I hope it does. And truly, it's going to, yeah. you know, give you cold-hearted cynics, um, hmm. you know, fan service moments that you'll accidentally enjoy. And it'll give this cold-hearted cynic um, references to The Last Jedi, which I'll actually enjoy. Yeah. I hope so. No, Wouldn't I- that be awesome? Wouldn't that be awesome if it if it closed the divide? That'd be so beautiful. Heals the world. Yeah. And it's a fucking mammoth task directing Star I would not want to direct a Star Wars film. I would. I'd fuck it up, I'd, but I'd still do it. <laughs> yeah, I'd deliberately fuck it up. <laughs> just to, That's just to thing, piss though. off Rowan. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm happy we got the movie we got, The Last Jedi, and I'm ready to just go in and have fun with this one. Mm. Um just yeah just give us a fun star wars romp and i'll be happy i just am a little bit sort of like eh, do you have to do you have to make it all about the previous films mm. do you have to look backwards why not look forward it's so and much maybe more it exciting won't. and yeah. maybe that's okay maybe yeah um but yeah the i don't know jeff is that enough talking about the trailer i think yes. that's more than enough talking about a two-minute trailer <laughs> cool cool um okay well here's my little pre-prepared segue um, now, episode nine might be the next big thing, but oh. audiences are actually going to be visiting a galaxy far, far away far sooner than that, <laughs> as Disney Plus is set to launch on November the 12th, and it's been revealed that the brand new Star Wars live action TV show, The Mandalorian, will be premiering with that service. So there was a Mandalorian panel at Celebration, led by creator John Favreau and executive producer and director Dave Filoni. They also brought out several cast members, including the actor behind The Mandalorian, Pedro Pascal. They didn't reveal too much, but they did hint at the tone of the show, saying, 
saying there's a lot of Clint Eastwood's the man with no name in the character The Mandalorian, and that the show takes place five years after Return of the Jedi, in a period and setting before the New Republic have taken over. They actually played a fair amount of material during the panel, but all of this was held back from public broadcast, although a lot of it has been uploaded to varying degrees of quality and clarity. Um, And you guys have seen some of that, and there's some bits Mm. about the panel that we can talk about. Yep. What do you think of The Mandalorian? First ever live action TV show. It looks so good. Yeah, man. Mm. It looks so interesting, and... Loki maybe should have been the first thing they did when Star Wars was bought by Disney. I don't know. I don't know if I would oh, stand, lo- lo- stand, stand right. yeah, by. Yeah. No, I'm not saying Loki. I'm saying <laughs> Loki. Yeah, I think I think Loki should have been the first thing they did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's funny how that sentence changes. Because if was- I was saying the name of the show about Loki, Loki should have been the first thing Disney. <laughs> yeah, I was confused there. No, no, no. I'm saying. You know, on the down low, maybe the Mandalorian should have been Star well, Wars' no, return. I, mean, I think Episode Seven should have always been the yeah, that's a good point. Was always going to be the first thing back. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think the thing that actually happened was better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I this this looks like exactly the kind of way I want to explore Star Wars. Mm. Yeah, Game of Thrones in space. Yeah, Game of Thrones in space looks a little bit more adult oriented. Looks gritty. Looks gritty. Um. Looks high budget for a, for a show as well. Yeah, I mean, um, it looks phenomenally high budget. Yeah, John Favreau is like an enigma when it comes to how good his stories. I'm not. That sounds like I'm saying he's sometimes good, sometimes bad. I'm saying I'm more saying like the amount of different styles that guy has nailed yeah. is phenomenal. And so he's. I very much enjoy John Favreau's storytelling, and I think this is going to go down as the best essential viewing. Yeah, the essential viewing and the best post acquisition. Star Wars piece yeah. of media potentially. There were at the celebration panel. There are two moments that I wanted to draw attention to, and maybe well, I don't know, just draw attention to. Yeah. Uh, one was in a promo video, sort of behind the scenes thing they played. When they mentioned that Taika Waititi was directing an episode, there was just a it was a huge pop in the room, mm-hmm. um, and the audience just went crazy for it, um, which is just cool. National pride and all that. Um, yeah. And then the other thing that this is the bit that has me the most excited for the Mandalorian sort of almost above everything else that's happening in Star Wars is that they're doing model photography for the spaceships in the Mandalorian, which is just something that I'd written off as, as not going to happen. What is model photography? Um, so like the original Star Wars films, they made models of the spaceships, they put them on motion control rigs and then they photographed, you know, real things with practical lighting and Mm. for some reason they decided to do some of this for the mandalorian when they could have just done it in cg probably easier possibly cheaper um but for whatever reason they've built a model of the mandalorian's ship and they're doing a bunch of in-camera model photography shots Hmm. in the style of the original trilogy for the series um, and I wonder if maybe they're only doing it for this one because they can get away with it on TV because it doesn't have you know it doesn't have to stand up to IMAX or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the you can see all of this on YouTube right now. The shots that they played, the sort of like uh, in incomplete sort of raw plate shots that they showed, just look amazing. And they just have this look that is like real Star Wars to me. Mm. Um, so that's like a nerdy little behind the scenes technical thing that i just can't wait to see that stuff in its finished form in the show yeah um yeah and yeah the show just looks great like that it's the boba fett show without actual boba fett but that costume does actually look sick when you frame it up correctly and you put them in a silhouette in the doorway (laughs) and um it it has all the potential to be really really awesome yeah and i think i'd say the only thing that i may be let down by is there was rumors that the mandalorian referred to a baby i think we talked about in the disney plus episode yeah, yeah. I, I, that could still be the it case could, it could um, still be the case but the the B- bts stuff they referred to the yeah, main character they, as yeah. the mandalorian well, w- yeah. what i heard was just that the MacGuffin of the show was a baby not that the mandalorian was a baby and maybe yeah, that, it refers to both of the them case. as well um, yeah exactly yeah. all we know so far is that he's a bounty hunter and it looks like the show takes place on one planet and it's got a real sort of Western theme. Um, but like, obviously, well, not obviously, but I would suspect that as this show goes along, it gets more and more grand in its sort of stakes. Um, and just him just being a bounty hunter is probably going to be good enough for the first couple of episodes, but I would say it's going to get pretty huge. It's going to get, you know, Game of Thrones kind of levels of epic by the 
very end of the season as yeah. it moves into future seasons. So stuff with the baby being the heir to Mandalore, I think, is all potentially still on the cards. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think, Richard? Are you guaranteed to watch the whole show at this point, Richard? Uh, I like, I don't know. I wouldn't count <laughs> myself out for um, watching two episodes, really, really liking them <laughs> and never watching anymore. No uh, guarantees, mate. <laughs> as I've been known to do with many shows. Um, but, hey, we'll see how we go. It's it's week to week, isn't it, as well? It's it is. Not- so that's got to help the odds, right? Yeah. It's so much better. Yeah, so uh, week much to week is enjoyable. so much yeah. better. Yeah. If it becomes a cultural thing and everyone's watching it. It does depend on the show. Sure, it's but, but good. But Mandalorian is a show that should be week to week for that. Oh, like right, you yeah. get You get that week-long discussion about what's going to happen next. That yeah, any kind a of lot long of form sh- storytelling, I think it's so, yeah. it's, it's so essential to have it be week to week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, fuck um, Okay, I could just run through a bunch of other general Star Wars news that was announced at Celebration, and if you guys want to discuss any of it in depth, you can jump in and let me know, but we'll, it's all we'll ping you. fairly, yeah. Okay, so um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is a ping. new video game that uh, where you play a surviving Padawan set in the years after Order 66 and the events of Return of the Sith. Looks like a fun hack and slash game. They revealed a trailer, but no gameplay footage. What a great time period to explore <laughs> in between three and four. Wow. <laughs> I'm so glad we're looking at that. Yeah. That's all I yeah, have to say. Yeah. I won't play it. I probably won't even care I'll about probably, play. I'll probably play it out of yeah. a you know, sense of obligation. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I won't and play yeah, it. A Star Wars game that actually tells a story is something we haven't had in a long time, so um, I'm Look, looking forward to that. Star Wars, you can get me to watch a TV show, but get me to play a video game? <laughs> Not oh, yet, boy. baby. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Star Wars The Clone Wars had a panel that revealed a bunch of clips in a trailer. No word on when these episodes will hurt, but it seems like it won't be a day one thing. Who could um, care less, you know? The one interesting <laughs> thing I saw from that panel was that they're getting Ray Park to do motion capture for the Darth Maul fight scenes. Which, <laughs> Why? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to add like a real <laughs> so physicality to those bits. Yeah, it is kind of stupid. But, um, <laughs> do you reckon um, Alden Ehrenreich's solo will show up in Clone Wars? What's the uh, time No, the time difference? period's wrong for that. Uh, is yeah, it? Okay. No, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I don't even think there's a sense of obligation to play in the games. I don't know if I'll watch the Clone Wars. No. Yeah, call me when they've got Ray Parker Jr. to do the <laughs> Ghostbusters theme song in the Clone Wars. Um, uh, there was a publishing panel where they announced a bunch of books, which I haven't written oh, down, and they- I wouldn't even written that down, dude. A mysterious <laughs> something called Project Luminous. Ooh. Which, you know, I don't know. Star Wars books are like- one of the the main things I would think of if someone asked me, what's something you don't care about at all? <laughs> I would picture Star I would picture any novelization of a of a something that was a movie first. I hate sure it's, enough, it's wrong enough. to me. I've to- read a couple of Star Wars books since Disney bought Lucasfilm. Yeah. And a couple of them enriched the movie going experiences because it's all canon. That's kinda cool. But um like, no, I'll- mostly boring. Not <laughs> There's another Thrawn book or something. Yep. It's got the Emperor on the cover. Yeah. Um Told you. Look, graphic novels, are f- do a graphic novel. I'm okay with that because at least you're going from visual medium to visual medium. But yeah, like, see, I think the comics have largely been crap, but some of the books have been that's pretty That's a solid. shame because I much prefer one <laughs> one form factor over the other. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, a VR story experience called Vader Immortal, which was written by David S. Goyer. Um, people who played it at Celebration described it as extremely intense. It's like a, right. a sort of horror vibe, apparently, this where is Darth the Vader thing looms I'm, over you. That's cool. This is the thing I'm most interested in that I'll never play mm. Mm. When, I, when would i play a vr game let alone a vr star wars yeah game? you'll have to go to a vr lounge type yeah. setup or an arcade which yeah like i'm gonna try and find a way to play this game but again i don't on a story level i'm not i don't really care yeah um I'm, yeah. I'm it's more of a technology thing i'm sort of interested in this, what a what a story told in vr is actually going to be like this is the way you should be utilizing darth vader in this era for star wars though yeah he doesn't VR. need to be exclusively in- vr yeah 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 no like in, in these little like, like not gimmick, movies. gimmick things right <laughs> yeah. these, these little things that are like could because it's vr let's do darth vader because darth vader's cool yeah yeah um and then finally uh star wars land galaxy's edge revealed coca-cola themed products which a bunch of idiots reported by saying coke is now canon why is that idiots for saying that it is it's not just because there are themed drinks at a theme park doesn't mean it's part of the story. Coke is canon. 
Hashtag Coke is canon. Shut up. <laughs> uh, is, it, anyway, is it canon on the podcast I that I collect you, Coke AJ, models? are you looking forward to the opportunity to drink Star Wars themed Coke? Yeah, for like, sure. I like mean, will we get it? Canon Coca-Cola. No, you have to go to Galaxy's Edge and oh. pay like $20 a bottle, but. I'm never going to go there. So am I looking forward to it? That would Probably be. not. That would be a tragic thing to be looking forward to. When Richard goes, he might be able to bring you one back, though. When's Richard going? I've got King. tickets for. Um, I've got to catch a flight after this. Can we wrap it up? <laughs> <laughs> is, is Galaxy's Edge even open yet? No, not yet. Uh, <laughs> when is it? It's, it's like in the, It's soon, isn't it? Yeah, but they're opening it in installments. So, like, some rides will be live and then it's going to You just get, have to wait. Like you get to the end of like that. The last the right thing they open it. is the Coke shop. No! <laughs> I'm so thirsty! <laughs> <laughs> um, but apparently, yeah, the, um, they, it sold out in like two hours, the yeah, well, opening day. Yeah, or the like reservations. One, the, the ride where you get to like drive the Millennium Falcon sounds like it would be awesome, but the bit where you have to line up for five hours before you get to do it for 30 minutes sounds <laughs> not so good. That's cool. the equivalent of reading in canon Star Wars novels <laughs> as lining up. It's the lining up for five hours at Galaxy's I mean, Disney Edge. does, apparently Disney does even does lines quite well, though. So. Of course they <laughs> um, and I've only like- ever been to one theme park mm. in my life. It was Movie World in Brisbane. I went on the Scooby-Doo ride and all I could think of was, it's 2013. It was 2013 at the time. <laughs> it's 2013 and I'm watching the special features for the Scooby-Doo DVD while I line up for the Scooby-Doo ride. The problem yeah. with theme parks is all their movies date faster than, than, uh, the, than the rides. Yeah. Not with um, Star Wars, though, obviously. I think Disney in general does theme parks better than Movie Land in Australia. But, um, oh, I'm those themes fighting from- words, dude. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Uh, so that's that's all of the like the news that came out of Celebration. But there is, I think, one other bit of, bit of news Star Wars related that's worth talking about. Is this the thing? Like last week, you were like, apparently the biggest piece of Star Wars no. news ever is going to drop. No, that's And not, then nothing oh, happened. Well, something did happen, but that's the bit. <laughs> what that- was it? No, remember? I don't remember. Oh, you were I, the one that told I've us, AJ. I've got a note about how there are like major Star Wars spoilers out there, so just be careful. Was that, that was what happened. Was that you, the news that dropped? Yeah, remember? I was like, oh, it's a potentially a major spoiler. I didn't spoiler. know those two things were connected. Oh, no, those were the same thing. <laughs> oh, and, okay. Yeah, so hmm. it was like unfortunate. I thought it was the Knights of the Old Republic thing. No, that's not. There's no news there. Um, <laughs> Should, let, just go over it. You can, you can tell no, us what- No, there is no, no news No, there. but be as pessimistic as you want. Just describe what happened with- Knights of the Old Republic. Um, okay, so after Star Wars Celebration, the major players do a press line. Yeah. And a guy from, I think, MTV News put it to Kathleen Kennedy, are we going to get like, what's up with Knights of the Old Republic? And she was like, that's something we talk about, and we are developing many films. Confirmed. And then, <laughs> and then Con- they ran Kathleen it. Kathleen like- Kennedy confirms Knights of the Old Republic in development. Yeah, specifically an adaption of the game mm. with all of the characters being voiced by much, the original dude. cast. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's to, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Non-story, I reckon. But um, I know it is. I just yeah. wanted you to say it. Cool, cool. <laughs> uh, so the actual piece of news that I thought was worth discussing is that um, Star Wars is going on hiatus after episode nine. Um, last time we recorded a State of the Star Wars podcast, a lot of what we discussed was uh how do you fix star wars or the spin-off films seem to have been axed there were reports at the time they'd been axed and then lucasfilm came out and said no we have a lot of films in development and people maybe thought that was saying no they haven't been axed but it's been a year and no subsequent spin-off movies no projects at all have been announced since then mm-hmm. um so bob Iger told bloomberg recently we have not announced any specific plans for movies thereafter there are movies in development but we have not announced them yeah i've heard um, there's a knights of the old republic one in development <laughs> yeah i heard that that's what um the game of thrones guys are doing <laughs> yeah i heard <laughs> kathleen kennedy confirmed it after celebration i heard that ryan johnson's trilogy could be knights of the old republic could be who knows no we, we sure don't um I think it's interesting that back when, back in, I think, 2012, when Disney bought Lucasfilm, they announced that they were going to do three saga films and three spin-off films, uh, and that's not actually being fully delivered on. The third spin-off film just died. I think I said this last time we did a State of Star Wars episode. The third spin-off sh- film should have been the one that comes out at the end of this year. There should have been two spin-offs between eight and nine. 
Interesting. I mean, you're probably mi- not you're, considering. You're absolutely. A, uh, I mean, like, that would have probably given them more time to figure out what episode nine was going to be because it build, sounds build, a lot like that's the film that has had the shortest development yes. time. And I think is, that if, yeah. uh, if, if, yeah, if fatigue wasn't so ever present, I would say that's a good idea. But because it is, it's like, just get episode nine out quickly, quickly. So, and last time we recorded a State of Star Wars podcast, I said something to the feed of like, look, we're always, we're going to get a Star Wars film every year till we die. It seems very likely that in 2020, there's not going to be We'll all die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I could have still know, eat my words. You know, with The Mandalorian and all the other, like, the other Star Wars shows and games, oh, it's like, how empty is Star Wars really going to no, feel? No, I'm not complaining. World? I just think it's interesting I'm that they've actually eased up on the <laughs> Rowan, I'm not saying Sorry. you're complaining. I'm saying that they are it's that as if busy. they're saying mm. star wars fatigue is going to go away because we're going to stop it's, but it's like yeah but the mandalorian there's still all the books <laughs> there's the books <laughs> the mandalorian is going to be the biggest show in the world this time next year or maybe, i disagree maybe, i think it, this time next year it will finish or will all be yeah will be i wish um, i didn't say this sure. time next year <laughs> um, but the the i mean there's going to be multiple seasons and all that sort of thing yeah. my point being is like the idea of the, the solution to fatigue is to stop talking about it, but it's not going to get stopped talking about because <laughs> yeah. the Mandalorian and the Rogue One spinoff. And are there any other Star Wars shows? I've forgotten already. The Cassian Andor uh, live action yeah, show. That's what I said. Might air middle of next year. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't know. Um, although, correction for when we talked about Disney Plus, um, who, what's the, uh, Alan Tudyk is in that show. Cool. A couple other corrections from the Disney Plus episode. Um, Taika Waititi's playing IG-88. That's been confirmed. So that I don't could- know if IG-88 has been confirmed. He's no, playing he totally a robot has. that looks like that same model. I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed. I don't I- know if they've confirmed it. I trust you more than I trust myself. Um that was something that was that was kind of announced between when we recorded and when we released though, so that's embarrassing. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, it came uh, out like the ne- the photo came out like the next day, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, the uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision show might not be called the Vision and Scarlet Witch. It might it's got be a way called cooler title, WandaVision, which is the only thing that's a worse title than the Rise but of Skywalker. But have you heard <laughs> what the potential premise of that show is, which could completely explain why it's called Wonder? Yeah, Let's it's- not talk about it on this okay, episode, sure. maybe. Okay. Should we do a, we do uh, a post-credits? Uh, Google Marvel it if you're curious, end? and we'll tell AJ after we've stopped recording. Okay. Yeah. yeah uh, okay. Um, but I don't know. I still think it's interesting that we might not get a Star Wars movie in 2020. Yeah, it is. And like, it's, it's not even what I would have preferred. Restraint. I think- Nah, man, I, I don't know. That. I'm of two minds because I, I've said all this already and I know what your guys' retorts will be to this statement. I think their I'm main ready. problem was just that they made- both sides of the conversation here? Yeah, okay, I'll do it. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is my side. Yeah. I think they made the film. They made the spin-off films too similar to the uh, episodic films so that it didn't feel like we were getting variety. It felt like we were just getting the same thing every year. And then one of you goes, yeah, but I don't really want Star Wars to be like Marvel. And I go, yeah, that's a really good point. I don't necessarily want that either. No, okay. I, I wasn't I making want, fun of you. I, I, no, I want. I, I was on your side. I, I think all the no. the spinoffs should be different genres. I, yeah, yeah. I agree with that though. That Star Wars movies should be good. <laughs> Dis- no, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I reckon I'm happy. I think we've dodged a bullet where we get a bunch of character centric spinoffs. Um, it seems like the Obi Wan Kenobi film is just not even being talked about anymore. So I'm Such thrilled. Which oh. is a shame. Um, Sure, maybe. It could have been great. Who cares? Um, Who cares? What I'm interested in is we've got two (laughs) brand new green, blue sky sagas coming from interesting creative voices. Um, The Benioff and Weiss trilogy could be absolutely awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever you think of Game of Thrones, they clearly know how to manage great writing, good characters, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. They know how to manage, yeah, they know how to manage great writing. I I I had a had a theory that they should do a adaptation of the one Knights of the, of the Republic. <laughs> well, well, maybe no, no. Yeah, okay, possibly. sure. Knights of the, or the Thrawn trilogy, right? They should yeah. do an adaptation of something that's already written instead of their own original maybe, stuff. Right? They might because pull... Game of Thrones has shown they clearly do one thing better than that the other. That could be good though. They they could yeah. pull deeply from the extended universe, yeah. make a real sort of nerdy fan heavy kind of thing, but give it new life and breathe great you know quality into it. Yep. Um, Ryan Johnson has is on record saying he's interested in telling a brand new st- set of stories. So that's just like 
Thank God. Yeah, this isn't new news. This is old news, though. Right, but I think it plays into the fact that uh, in the year since we last recorded, there's just been no movement on that whole spin-off thing. Mm. Um, it seems like they're actually established um, that they're going to tell new stories, which yeah, I'm yeah. just thrilled to bits with. Yeah. We're not going to get Solo 2. You still there, Richard? Well, we may. Ha- Richard has apparently merged with the force, <laughs> and it's just me and AJ here, so we will just wrap this up. Yeah, um, <laughs> let's just uh, let's just wrap it up without him. Uh, he just said the f word in our group chat. Um, oh yeah, so I was just gonna finish with um, just a word of warning to any potential Star Wars fans. It seems like this time around in the news cycle, there are just major spoilers, major plot developments being leaked. Um, episode 9 seems to be a very leaky ship so um, proceed with caution Mm. Um, but yeah State of Star Wars is generally pretty strong I caught myself thinking the other day that just since 2012 they've done a pretty great job overall that's really heartwarming to hear you of all people (laughs) say that Rowan Um, and hey look to all those listening thank you for listening Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode please go to Cold Popshire on Facebook YouTube Instagram um, iTunes all the places you can find us and give us a wee like follow Twitter we're on Twitter as well Um, I always forget Twitter I always forget Twitter do you do anything on Twitter? sometimes (laughs) you can also email us at coldpopshamedia at gmail.com thank you um, and we'll see you next time any any final words Richard? Richard has left the call alright Goodbye, everybody.